0: The old proverb, don't count your chickens before they hatch, has many equivalents around the world. A very similar phrase is used in Russia, where people say you should only count your chickens in autumn. Other cultures express the same sentiment differently. For example, don't sell your ox before you've bought a horse. Uh, which they say in China, whereas in Jurgen Klopp's Germany, they say, don't celebrate the day until the night falls. The French, Norwegians, Danes, Poles and the Dutch all have a version of pretty much the same thing. They all say, don't sell the skin while it's still on the bear. Uh, And you can go back quite far in time. Even the great English bard William Shakespeare advocated the same thing in Henry V when he wrote, The man that once did sell the lion's skin while the beast lived was killed with hunting him. And my personal favourite, go back even further than that. There's many a slip twixt the cup And the lip is from a proverb in Greek hexameter, as recorded in the 2nd century AD by the splendidly named Aulus Gellius. Having said all that, we are Liverpool fans, and as our last league triumph feels contemporaneous with Mr Gellius, we're not getting carried away. We know the fat lady hasn't even begun to gargle yet. I don't know about you, though, but I'm enjoying being at the top of the castle, pouring boiling fat on all who dare come near. This is fun, isn't it? Welcome to episode 20 of Cop On Podcast, you spicy, gingery Jamaica cake. Liverpool remained top of the league after giving the Arsenal a royal spanking 5-1. I'll say that again, 5-1. I was delighted to be joined by Coppon regulars to discuss this match. Darren Wilde uh, and Linus Loveguard from England and Sweden, respectively. Really nice to have them back. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch, send us some questions and death threats via email to coponpodcast at gmail.com, or you could follow us on Twitter at coponpodcast, and you can even support us via patreon.com forward slash cop on podcast thank you so much for listening do share cop on if you're enjoying it and uh, tell your your friends your neighbors your enemies send a letter to your local politician uh, thank you very much here we are linus i'm going to start with you Uh, Nine wins in a row for Liverpool, apparently, though I haven't checked that uh, because I lost count anyway. This is unbelievable. We finished 2018 having lost only once at Anfield way back in January to the mighty Swansea. How carried away are you getting or are you trying to stop yourself getting carried away in this red, beautiful, floaty cloud of fun?
1: Yeah, I'm just trying my best not to get carried away because that's happened before and it's never never ended very well. So I'm just trying to keep my keep my head calm and not think too much about what could happen because uh, it could just as well end in heartbreak. But it's getting a bit hard now when we we just keep winning. We we won every game in December and it doesn't look like we're stopping. I think if we at least get a draw against City. I, I'm just that's that's maybe the point where I I'm gonna start actually dreaming about the title.
0: Well, it's gonna be a huge match, isn't it, on Thursday? Um, yeah. What about you, Darren? I mean, how are you? How are you feeling after that thrashing of Arsenal?
2: Yeah, I'm still kind of feeling the same way as I did at the start of the season. Kind of, you know, hopeful, but not uh, counting my chickens. I think. You know, so many times have we started off well and then tailed off. I think every match that keeps going by, you think, you know, can we win the next one? Can we win the next one? You know, I, I spoke to a, a Twitter friend. I think I might have said this before. You know, I, I was I I was, I was, saying that, you know, if we were still, I think at the be- end of November, I think we were two points behind City. And uh, I just said, if we if we were two points behind City at the end of December, I'd be pleased with that. And so, you know, the fact that we are where we are, nine points ahead of them uh, is just incredible. And, um, and you know, and I'm, I'm, I am trying to stay uh level-headed and just hoping that um you know we win our next game you know whoever it is again
0: well it's easy it, you made a mistake there though slightly because we're actually 10 points ahead of them and nine points ahead of spurs they've got an they've i mean it's easy to do to make a mistake because we're just we're just running away like like bats out of hell We're we're doing so unbelievably well it's easy I don't know I you you are both doing better than I am I think I'm getting too carried away um I'll tell you when I was uh, when I was about 12 years old 92 93 I got my first bank card and I and I made the pin number 1990 and I decided that I would only change the pin number the next time Liverpool win the league and by the time it got to 2005, I gave that up, so that is no longer my PIN number, in case you were thinking of stealing my bank card. But it's no longer my, bank c- my PIN number, because it just got too depressing, waiting so long. But now I'm thinking, you know... If you wanted to come to France and steal my bank card, I'm, th- I'm already dreaming of changing that PIN number to 2019. I think it's happening, boys. I think it's happening. How can you, you, you know, save me from being carried away? Because the thing is, we don't have any weaknesses, do we? Um, uh, Darren, I'm going to stay with you. I mean, if it all goes tits up, how is it going to go tits up this year?
2: Well, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, today, for example, I, I, I mean, I, I genuinely can't uh, believe that we won five-one. I mean, I mean, Arsenal were so bad, but, but we, like, I mean, I, I think, I think, you know, today was a metaphor for our season. You know, we have not played well today. I don't think. You know, I think Arsenal have been very poor. I think if you look across the season, I mean, you probably could count on two fingers how many very good games that we've had, in my opinion. I think we've played well, but not really that well. And we are, you know, we are in a, a cliche of playing poorly and still grinding out results, you know, and, and wins. You know, we're winning ugly in some in some instances. And I think today the fact that, um, you know, we... Uh, we we, i think arsenal you know handed us the match you know for them to score uh you know we we gave uh, we gave the ball away too often you know i think if 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 we do that against city you know they may they may well uh they were, may well take advantage and so i think that you know that today was a concern you know if you know if if i'm being particularly picky you know as a as a fatalist, you know, looking at today's game and thinking, you know, we gave the ball away and still won 5-1, you know, then, then, you know, that, shoot me, you know, that's, that's just, that's just the way it is, isn't it? I mean, I think, I think if that's a weakness,
1: then, you know, we we should be turning up on that.
0: Well, that's interesting. Yeah. What do you think about that, Linus? Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I think if that, if that is us playing bad, then I don't mind us playing bad all season. <laughs> that we were, I think if you look at, if had we had this performance against Arsenal last season, we would have been ecstatic because I don't think we've ever had a, as good a team as this. So even when we're, we're playing uh, good, because I didn't think we were that bad. We gave the ball away quite, quite a lot of times. But we didn't we didn't look as good as we have maybe against, at some point this season, defensively, because I think that was the big weakness because I think attacking we would look, just as good as any game this season, but it's just just the fact that we gave the ball away too much. I think mm. Fabinho played the ball straight into the middle of the field, and and that that just happened a bit too often this game. And I think if we just cut that out even more of our game, I think like mm. I don't see us losing any game except the net, the City game. That's the one game I can see us losing this season, I and mean, it's it's mm. it's. So weird yeah but
2: I think I mean sorry I mean we 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 spoke I think after we played about eight games I'm sure we spoke then and and I think and I think I've made the comment then you know being eight games in and being on you know on the points we were at and having not played well I would I would absolutely take playing poorly for the next eight games and having Double the amount of points, and 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 it feels like that's that's how we've moved on. You know, we are we are just you know <clears throat> a machine right now, and I think that's that's that only bodes well because you know if we if we lose, that's where I think the the challenge will come. How do we how do we react from a loss?
0: Well, I yeah, I mean the the, the metaphor I used was was the combine harvester. That this Liverpool team is like a combine harvester. It's relentless and I think that's it i mean that's something that i mean looking at the stats for the from the game i mean it does it does sort of we were actually what we had one percent less past success we had 83 percent past success which is because I always look at that stat it is a good performance but yes there is room for improvement uh, Arsenal had 84 percent past success uh, according to these stats from Whoscored.com, which is a bit of a surprise to me, but uh, yes, five-one maybe, maybe it flattered us. But the thing for me today, which I think is only going to get um, more pronounced as this as the season goes on, is that Arsenal came into this match uh, scared. Uh, Kalasinac whacked an early one in the first minute, like made a mistake whacked one out for a, for a corner and they were making mistakes all over the place, Granite Chaka was was, uh, I mean I know he's a midfielder, a defensive midfielder but he's, like, he's sort of the Swiss Joey Barton isn't he, he's a real annoying little character though, he is talented but anyway, he's, um, he's uh, you know, he's shouting at the referee and he, they just look nervous, they look out psyched, almost before we do anything because, yes, I agree, there still is another level we can go up. I, I agree with you on that. There is still this other level that everyone's talking about that we haven't hit yet. But the fact that, you know, you're defending against uh, Shakiri, Firmino, Salah, Mane, um, it just, you know, gives everybody, it, all of our opponents, the heebie-jeebies, I think. Um, Uh, Your standout performers from today, Linus. Who were they? Uh, For me, obviously,
1: Firmino got got his first hat trick in Europe, Europe in his career, and like he, the first goal was a a bit. It was very lucky. Let's be honest. It bounced all over the place, and they couldn't defend. And his second goal, though the, the defending were absolute horrid. It was just masterful from him and then the penalty obviously beautifully taken but for me, Gino Alden was the best player on the field today. He was absolutely everywhere and I don't think he made a single mistake. I think his passing and his way of uh, getting the ball back, I think he does what Torreira does for Arsenal but for me he does it even better, especially this game. He was immense today. I think for me he was the best. He just that kind of midfield dynamo he almost what we thought keita would be but a bit more defensive defensively solid and not as flary but he just won the ball back whenever he was he was super calm on the ball he was just very organized and i, I was super impressed by him I'm and a bit disappointed when uh, klopp decided to take him off maybe the, maybe hinting that he's probably gonna be playing against city
0: hopefully because i agree rinaldo was 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 a monster today. It seems like with all this competition in midfield, he's he's really stepped up this season and he's he's just he's produced so many outstanding performances and and today was another one and it's it's just a a joy to watch. Um was he one of your standout performers, uh, Darren or 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 whether was anybody
2: yeah, I mean, stand out among, amongst uh amongst a number of you know good performances. I think for me, Firmino uh, deserved his man of the match, and uh, and you know with his three goals, you know, I think uh, I saw that he covered more ground than any other player on the pitch, you know, in the uh, in the match, you know, including the Arsenal players, um, and uh, and so for me, I thought you know he he edged it um, and. I thought um, you know Shaqiri had a, another another good game. You know I thought he was um, he was outstanding as well. You know he was uh, he was always uh, looking to put players through. You know passing forward, it was positive. You know he was uh, giving the Arsenal defenders all kinds of problems, and um, I, and I thought he played well. And I, and I thought um, and I thought that um, Salah you know had uh, had a good game. I think I think he was. I mean I thought both of us. Penalties were fortunate, to be fair, uh, and um, and you know Arsenal were fortunate not to, um, or unfortunate not to have. Have a penalty, um, but um, I thought Salah played well as well. That he was tricky around the area and um, you know and took his his penalty well, but but also created as well. I thought his pass for Mane's goal was um, was brilliant.
0: It was, it was indeed, yeah. But are you saying they weren't penalties, or they they were, but they were a bit soft? I thought
2: they were very soft. I mean, you know, I I would have been disappointed as an Arsenal fan for for both of those penalties to have been given. I mean, I think probably Lovren's the penalty that Lovren kind of got was um, was more of a penalty than maybe Salah's, but yeah, um, uh, you know, well, you take taken, don't you? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I bet we can, you know, we can look back over past matches and um, and look at penalties that we didn't get that we should have done. So, you know, as Manny has said, you know, in his, his post-match interviews, you know, um, over this season, you know, you, you win some, you lose some, and um, and 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 I think that's just the rub of the green, isn't it? So, I think. Uh, uh, I think Arsenal were fortunate uh, or unfortunate again, you know, not not to get um, Lacazette was he was kicked in the toe by Klein, wasn't he? And I thought that was, you know, equally as as if 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 ours were penalties, then that would have been as well. So. Um, but um, you know, again, you know, we're, we're we're kind of it's 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 always easier after the fact, isn't it, to analyse these things? If you're the referee, it's a, it's a split
0: decision, and you know, sometimes you get it right, and sometimes you don't. Well, I th- yeah, I mean, it's interesting when when VAR comes in. I I can't wait really. I mean, we saw from the World Cup that mistakes still happen with VAR, but there are you know quite a few. I mean, it's such a difficult job to be a referee. I mean, I know I've insulted the. The refs a lot this season in this debut season of Cop on, but uh, I do understand it's an extremely difficult job. Some of them are completely incompetent at it, but uh, I, th- I think Michael Oliver in general is is one of the better ones. But yes, you're absolutely right. He he missed uh, uh, Lacazette should have got a penalty there, um, but uh, you know with VAR, hopefully that will you know there'll be less mistakes like that. And it, you know, at that stage of the game, it probably wouldn't have mattered anyway. Um, a player I'd like to talk about is Shakiri, because uh, you mentioned him as well. I mean, he's got um, now, uh, let's get this right, in the Premier League, nine appearances plus six as a sub, so 15 in total. He's played 807 minutes, uh, so it's less than 10 games, of course, in total. Um, he's got six goals and two assists. That is Coutinho form, isn't it? Six goals and two assists. Um, is he? I've seen that he
2: was. He was. He had better stats than Coutinho at this point in the season.
0: He does, yeah. For Coutinho for Barcelona, yeah, this season. But, uh, but uh, you know, to come into this side and play as well as he is, I mean, I've got to say, I am shocked. Are you shocked, Linus, about how good Shaqiri is? You have to be a bit because he came. He did come from relegated Stoke, but always
1: uh, watching Stoke, it did feel kind of like he didn't belong there. It felt he was always the one that had to do everything, and he always felt he always felt like that day because he always tried to shoot from everywhere and a bit, maybe a bit selfish with the ball, but. That's what you have to do when you're playing with choupo and and uh, Peter Crouch. Because what you're gonna you're gonna pass it to them and hope hope they do something. Like at here at Liverpool, he he he's got players that are much more creative, much much better. He's got world class players playing with him, so I think he can now enjoy his game a bit more and be that Coutinho type player. And especially we got him for 13 million pounds. That's crazy because we sold Coutinho for 100 and. Forty-two and bought Shakiri for thirteen. And I think Shakira is doing better than uh, Coutinho. Coutinho, I think Coutinho in this Liverpool side probably would do very, very well. But I don't think Coutinho's work rate is as good as uh, uh, Shakiri. I don't think he would try as much as uh, uh, Shakira because Shakiri has got something to prove. Coutinho's already proven that he's a world-class player. Shakiri is still very underrated and I think he this season he's been been one of the best signings this season especially for that for that part. Like I think he's been so good.
0: Mm, yes, good answer. Yes, I think yeah, I think so. He's just um the thing with Coutinho that our problem with Coutinho is that he was so talented and so there were lots of times where where you'd just give him the ball and he'd try a pot shot from uh you know, outrageous angles. And of course, you know, some of them went in and they were extraordinary when they did. But, you know, what you don't see on YouTube is the amount that he, you know, missed or, you know, hit straight at the keeper or, you know, it was, and and I think, I think you're right. I I don't know how well he would do in this side because Shakira, a number of times today, he was in trouble, but he managed to turn out of it and then play the pass and keep the ball, and he was just so sensible at, you know, making such good tactical decisions to keep the ball and, and keep us moving along, and then he's so dangerous. That pass, do you remember that pass for Salah when, unfortunately, there was a good save by Leno? Um, that was absolutely terrific, wasn't it? But anyway, let's start going through the match itself um, in the very first minute I don't know if you remember this Robertson who was one of my standout performers of the game uh, because he's just a he's a hero he's you know I'm, I'm building a statue in his in, in my mind for Andy Robber. but uh, you know in the very first minute he puts in a beautiful ball and, and Manny sort of hesitated because I don't I don't think he knew how good that ball was uh, and he could have had a tap in in the first minute. And Mane's, um I mean, he's, I I love him, but uh, you know, Darren, you you have some you have some hesitations about Zadier? uh
2: Well, I mean, I, I do love him. I mean, that's you know, I mean, okay. and, and and you know, as a, as a player, I mean, I would have him in my team, you know, all the time. I think uh, the challenge that I have when watching him is he just he's, he's so frustratingly uh, poor. With his distribution, and I think that's the challenge. I think, you know, for for him, he just he he, he makes, but I think he makes bad decisions, you know. And and I think that, um, you know, he could play, he could be a better uh, uh, provider because he gets the ball so often, you know. You see him coming down the wing with the ball, or he picks it up, he goes deep and picks it up in midfield. Um and and his final ball often is, is, you know, right at the defender or 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 just makes the wrong choice. And I think his distribution this season has been has been poor. I think um uh, I again I, you know I would if I was looking at him on a one on one I wouldn't necessarily be confident on any one on one that he would put the ball in. You know, he seems to score great goals and the, the, the more difficult chances. Um, you know, if it's an overhead kick, I think you know you'd, you'd bet your bottom dollar that it was probably going to hit the back of the net, or if he was going to whack it in from 20 yards, then then fair enough. I mean, uh, but when he's got the ball, I think uh, you know I, I feel frustrated and often shouting at the telly that he just needs to do better <laughs> with it with a pass to a and a po- uh, to to uh, to one of his teammates, and and that for me is a is a frustration and something that uh, I think uh, is lacking in his game this season from last season?
0: One, yeah, no, it's a very good answer. It's a very fair answer. Um, you know, I mean, if you look at his stats, his Premier League stats from from this season, 18 appearances, eight goals, uh, only one assist. And when you think that he, he is playing with, with players as talented as as Salah and, uh, and Firmino, you think maybe, yeah, his, his passing could... Uh, Could certainly improve but I love the way he spins and he's dangerous and you know he sort of he he sort of spins on the ball and takes off um, almost quicker than maybe anyone that I can think of at the moment I mean okay Messi as well could do that in his youth but um, you know his the way that he spins on the ball is just such a such a joy, but uh, yeah, no, it's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Fabinho missed before their goal. Uh, You talked about it earlier, Linus. Uh, Fabinho played a very bad square pass to Iwobi, um, which gave um, him a chance to run at Lovren, who did well to push Iwobi wide. This was on nine and a half minutes through the through the match and then there was a decent save by Allison. Um, but that for me uh, led to the goal in a sense because a uh, minute and a half later, 10 minutes 55, Maitland-Niles scored. Uh, there was a poor pass by Trent. He Fabinho was next to him and Trent had the square pass. It would have put Fabinho in a little bit of A little bit of uh, pressure would have put him under a bit of pressure but but you know if if Trent had had confidence that Fabinho could take a touch to control it and then pass it quickly then it would have been easy uh, to get out of that situation but I I don't know if it was something that Trent didn't trust Fabinho because in the end he played this sort of hopeful lofted ball which ended up going straight to Arsenal and then Uh, Well, I don't know, they scored from there, really. Um, Linus, those two players, Trent and Fabinho today, uh, because I think Fabinho overall had an excellent match, actually. But uh, what did you think of both of those, Trent and Fabinho?
1: Well, I think Fabinho in the first maybe 20, 25, 30 minutes, he he didn't have the best start. He looked uncomfortable on the ball and he is. Sort of gave the ball away a few times, like the squared pass, and I think this is up to the side. for me, we played a four-three-three today, because you could see it with the the front three with Firmino, Salah, and Mane. They played they played in their normal normal positions, if you want to say they played in their left wing striker, uh, right wing positions, and I think he's still not used to playing that position because we usually play the 4 3 one with Fabinho and uh, Wijnaldum in the, in the uh, defensive midfield role. And I think today, he maybe his passing game weren't as good because he, he was trying to do too much, I felt. I think because he was that lone DM, he tried too, too mu- many... Weird passes, like the ones into the middle. He could have just as easily as played it down to Robo or home to one of the center backs, but he try he tries to play it into the middle. And I think when he got used to the role, I think he had a fantastic game. But I think in the first minute, few minutes, I thought he didn't do very well. And then uh, Trent, I think he was kind of I I feel a bit. Like with Fabinho there I think in the beginning he didn't. He looked kind of uncertain on you know, what to do and like that. And uh, maybe that's because he's back from injury. Not quite sure. It it is his second game back. I think. I think he played versus uh, versus Newcastle, but still maybe uh, getting back into the swing of things. But I think overall he he might have been our worst performer today. I think I think he was quite good, but I don't think he was particular amazing or the trend from season, And I think I still think, because he he's really ha- haven't had uh, any kind of vacation for an extended amount of time. He went straight from the Champions League final to the World Cup, and then he didn't take as long as, uh, as a vacation as uh, maybe he should have getting back from the World Cup. So I think his body may, might now uh, start feeling that. But I think I think he's still performing at a very high level and I think he's still one of the best right players in the league. I think he's, his lowest level is still quite high for me. I think he performed, he gave the ball away a few times and he played a few risky passes like the one to the first goal. But I, I think he's still uh, very good offensively and he's still quite good defensively. But I also I feel Robertson towards the end of the game and a few times in the game... Drifted over to that right side, maybe to help him out a bit. I'm not. I'm not sure if you if you saw
0: that, but that's how it felt for me. Oh, I didn't see that. But then I. I don't know. It sounds like we might have, might have seen a different game because for me, I thought uh, we we played the four-two-three-one pretty well with Salah up top and Firmino behind. But there you go. Robertson came over to the to the right. No, uh, Robert for me. Uh, Robertson for me.
1: Like he he did play left back, obviously. But I. There was a few times when I saw him. Dipped over to the right to help Trent out, and uh, when we scored, when Mane scored, he obviously put that ball in from the right. That's after a corner, so it doesn't really give anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think we played a 4-3-3 four, four, three, three. at least. Seeing uh, I, for me, Sala played right wing today. I, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe this was just uh, at some point during the game where it looked like that. But for me, when I when I saw when you saw the like wide view, it looked like. At least the form three played in the four three three kind of
0: lefty well, money. Yeah, I mean, all right. I mean, that's uh, that's uh, yes, okay. Well, I mean, that's uh, we'll, we'll we'll have to see. I don't have the average position stat up or whatever, but uh, no, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, if uh, you know that I mean the the result is is still five one, and it's, it's I think it's very interesting with football how you get all these different opinions and different ways to look at the match. So I think that's awesome but uh, yes so after that I mean after the Arsenal goal Firmino equalised you talked about it before it was a lucky goal but I think again it was the fear that that scored that goal it was the fear in their defence that caused the panic and Bobby was there to to tap it in Uh, and then uh, a couple of minutes later slalom Firmino slalom beauty that's my note Uh, 2-1 and at that point At 2-1, I thought, because I watched Spurs earlier in the match, and if we had earlier in the day, the Spurs match, Spurs against Wolves, I don't know if we'll have time to talk about that at all. But uh, when when Spurs went one up, uh, they went a goal up, they really sort of, relaxed a bit and throughout the second half before Wolves' equaliser, Spurs were, I don't know, they s- seemed to be a little bit overconfident at just one goal up. So at 2-1 for us, I was thinking, I hope we don't rest on our laurels. And and uh, most of my notes in the in the next uh, sort of 10 minutes are about Vineldem and Mane, it's just the two of them. Genie, great tackle in the box. Mane, great spin again, but a poor shot. Wijnaldum was almost through, Shakiri's pass was just a little bit too central. That was a brilliant run when he sort of decided to be a centre-forward, I loved that moment. And uh, two minutes after that, some astonishing control on the edge of the box took him away from an on-rushing Arsenal player and had Arsenal won the ball, that was, they would have been in on goal, that was on the edge of our own box. Um, I thought we were well organised today and then on 31 minutes, Manny scored a goal, that wonderful arcing long pass that was, for me, just perfectly played across the first time by Salah uh, and Manny was there to tap it in. Um, that was pretty bad defending though, wasn't it? Again by Arsenal, uh, Darren, what did you think of that goal?
2: Yeah. I thought, that, I mean, as as per the first goal, you know, the fact that it ricocheted off the defenders, I mean, it looked like it looked like a a goal um, that we would have conceded, you know, uh, this, this time last year, but um, or maybe maybe before um, Van Dijk arrived, but uh, again, with our third goal, you know, you know they they you know they didn't look, uh, you know, they left they left their men, they left they left Mane, you know, the, the fact that Salah you know, was able to get, you know, his his um, um, his cross in, um, uh, albeit not a not a very long cross, but you know he hits it first time, which I think you know fox their defenders. But um, you know again bad defending. I, I, I think that's a that's going to be a problem that Arsenal are going to face all season. You know their defenders. You know their 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 back their back four and their um, and their goalkeeper. I just don't think um, are you know they've got a great what appears to be a great strike force. But I think that um, when they're up against a team like Liverpool who Know, have got such a great attacking line-up then um, they are going to they are going to get undone and, and i think that's where they will will get undone all season you know against city and and maybe against the resurgent united but um and, and Tottenham. you know i think that uh you know they will they're going to struggle and concede you know, can quite a few goals but uh you know the 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 pass from salah made that made that goal and um uh, I thought it was well finished, and uh, you know, put put me in a position where I, I thought that was it. Now, you know, at two one, I was still worried that maybe Arsenal might you know come back um, because I, I thought they'd scored against the runner play um, when they scored their goal, but um, I thought they might have you know pegged us back to two all and. You know, it might have been a tight finish in the end, but um, to go 3-1 up, I thought, well, I think that's pretty much it, actually. You know, we'd we we we, we we'd won it at that point.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, although 10 minutes after, Maitland-Niles had a sort of pot shot from outside the area that went over. I wasn't too worried about that. But then Ramsey had a big chance, Aaron Ramsey, but he messed it up. Had he scored, you never know. Three two, you never know. But then, well, even then, with Arsenal's defence, you're right; they are pretty shoddy. But yeah, hopefully they could fix it in, in January, um, because you know, I don't know. I like them, and I know some of the people there, um, and uh, you know, I think Emery's doing a doing an excellent job. And the good the good news is for Arsenal is that, you know, their problems are obvious. You know, it's not like. Uh, you know, they've got problems all over. They've just, yeah, they've got a dodgy defence. Just before half-time, Linus, uh, Allison played a pass that was straight out of Chabi Alonso's textbook. Um, It was absolutely beautiful to, to Bobby Firmino. He fed Mo. Mo got clipped from behind. For you, was it a penalty? I mean, and tell me about that pass. Alisson, I mean, sing his praises for for me, will you? Because I mean, I could do it uh, for the next 10 minutes, but you can probably do it a bit quicker.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think that pass is very, very good. I think it's an amazing pass, but what is kind of obvious to me is also the way Arsenal is defending, because normally if, if Leno would have that ball there, we would have a player right up at him so he couldn't kick the ball out like that. And Arsenal plays where you're standing around like headless chickens and also, Bobby shouldn't be free in that position. I think that was another thing that Arsenal did wrong. That the the pass is obviously not up to the defense, but giving he, Alisson the chance because they know he can do that. They know he's going to put that ball in at feet. But uh, the the pass is still amazing, I think. And get getting onto the penalty. I think yeah, that I think it's a penalty. I think it's perhaps soft, but. Uh, looking at the replay, he gets while having, like, the I think it's Socrates standing right behind him. He's also getting kicked in the legs twice, I think, at least. So I think he obviously goes down very easily and he might have been able to stand on a feet. but I think that should have been a penalty. I think the Lovren one also should have been a penalty. I think it's stupid of uh, Kolasynac to uh he, to commit that foul. I think it's unnecessary for him and but yeah I think I think they both were soft but I think they bo- they were both penalties. You know, Arsenal should definitely have had I think they should have had the most obvious penalty because I think that was the one that was most obvious but they didn't get it. So but yeah, but that's that's what City did in the league last year. They got a lot with these kind of decisions, the league winners and I think that's just when you create your own luck when you're playing that good,
2: yeah, absolutely. I, th- I mean, I think that's a good point, creating your own luck. I mean, I think we we are a little bit more um, uh, savvy this season than we were last season. Again, you know, you're kind of playing against teams where they go down and get a penalty, or they go down and get a free kick, or you know, they they um, you know they just you know they just seem a little bit more. Um, uh, aware of their opportunities to, to to gain an advantage you know and and i think that um you know we this season you know are looking to do the same i mean you know the, the penalty that um salah got uh against newcastle i think last season i think he wouldn't have gone down i think this season yeah. you know he's felt that he's felt the he's felt the tug and he's gone down and he's got the penalty and you know uh, all the other teams are doing it you know and i've seen a i've seen the backlash against the uh, tottenham fans arguing that uh, Salah went down too easy and you know you you, you see them you know uh, you see a, a whole range of liverpool fans um, putting out a a lot of tottenham clips where uh, their players are going down cheaply and so they all do it and that's just the way it is right now
0: in football yeah, and I think
2: VAR will VAR will will I think um, start to uh, weed that out. I think.
0: Yeah, somebody made a good point about it. Yeah, uh, that uh, you know if you give him a yellow card for diving, it doesn't do anything. You know, I think maybe because uh, Kane speaking about Tottenham, he got a yellow card today for diving. So yes, you can't you know throw stones in glass houses or whatever. Um, it's uh, yes it is a problem in football and i think yeah it's sort of a two match ban or a three match ban that that would soon stop it because it is ridiculous when you watch psg and neymar and these kind of people it's uh, yes it is a, i think it is a problem that does ruin the spectacle but then i don't know maybe that's just a british attitude and you know look at suarez i wasn't complaining when he uh, was sort of you know Throwing himself around the place, but uh, but anyway, um, I wanna I wanna I mean the second half we said we talked about the other penalty it was it was more or less a stroll in the pass in in the park excuse me I'm getting ahead of myself I just had a vision of Henderson's pass that he played first time which was one of the highlights of the second half absolutely beautiful on the volley on the spin forty yards to his left absolutely glorious pass. And uh, it was just you know I was making notes in the game, and after the penalty on sixty-three minutes, sixty-four, um, it was just quiet for the rest of the game, and we were able to give minutes to Hendo and Lalana, and uh, um, who was the other sub? Can't remember. Klein, Klein, Klein. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give 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 Klein-y some minutes as well, which is excellent. Uh, but it was just so quiet for that second half. So what I want to do now is, we you know we we can go back and look at the highlights ourselves to look at that um look at that match again let's let's zoom out a bit and let's think cuz this is the end of 2018 um and it's been a heck of a year so i just have a couple of questions for you um i'll start with you Darren uh for the calendar year 2018 who's been your player of the year
2: player of the year oh um i think
0: van dyke
2: i think van dyke. Uh, yeah i think van dyke i think he has made such a difference uh, and um, you know he he has uh, gone about his business uh, professionally um, and 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 made such an impact i mean to have only conceded what is it now eight goals um you know in in this uh in this in this campaign um I don't know how many we've conceded since he's arrived you know but um but certainly the difference he's made you know for me in the calendar year he's been our for me he's been a, he's been the standout player you know amongst uh, i mean you you could you you could you could absolutely argue uh on salah's behalf given the that you know, if you include in his his in a calendar year, you know the uh, the goals he scored. But um, I just think that you know we we've we've always been a team that scored lots of goals. You know we've had Suarez. You know we've had Sturridge on when he was in his pomp. You know we've had the you know the the the, the Sterling Suarez Sturridge mm-hmm. kind of goal scoring machine. Um, you know, but we just haven't seem to have been able to in recent memory have that what's required for a team that's going to win a league which is a, an absolutely solid defense and I think that you know for me that's why Van Dyke Van would get my vote.
1: I would agree with that. and I think Van Dyke has made such an obvious impact uh, not just this season but this year and I, I, a bit of something fun, fun I, I said to a couple of friends earlier uh, if we didn't concede against Newcastle, like we didn't, we would have seven goals conceded going into the second half of the season, which would mean we were on point to uh, have 14 goals conceded at the end of at the end of the season. Which, to put in in a bit of perspective, is less goals than uh, the Chelsea side of I think it's 0405 conceded under Jose Mourinho and one of the best defensive records in a uh, English league history. And to, believe, to to consider, we had 23 goals conceded at this point last season. And now we're... If nothing drastic happens, we might or... It's very possible that we won't concede that many this entire season. So I think it's obviously going to be more flashy with the goals Salah scores. But I think... Samsung Hero, or now the hero, of the entire story is Virgil Van Dyke.
0: It's I, I, I can't disagree with you. Um, in terms of you know the the impact, I mean it, it's been incredible. I do have some stats here from a friend of Cop on podcast, Andrew Beasley. His stats from four days ago about Van Dyke. Um, so four days ago was that that was before our last match, wasn't it? Um, uh, but anyway, so he, he before our last two matches, he had played thirty-two league matches for Liverpool, and uh, there'd been eighteen clean sheets and conceded just seventeen goals in thirty-two league matches, in which he's played. He's been absolutely humongous. But of course, you have to factor in the Allison effect as well. I mean, as as we saw in that very painful Champions League final, uh, having a great goalkeeper is going to make it a huge difference to everything I mean
2: Alison is Alison is, is uh, you know is a factor I think I mean and and, I, and we didn't mention this um, when we were talking about the game but and I can't remember what minute it was in but I think it might have been Aubameyang's chance where was it Ramsey had put Aubameyang in and put him clear and I think it was it was offside in the end but you know Again, Alisson wasn't to know that, and uh, and uh, and there was a shot, I and mean, he, you know, at point blank saved it. I think that, um, you know, that again, you know, just showed his worth.
0: Yeah, totally. Allison, Allison is just—I uh, mean, he's just—he looks massive. Uh, James Pierce pointed out that he's the same size, if you can believe, same height as Seaman Minule, but there's just something very different about his presence in gold, isn't there? He I don't know if he's got extra big gloves like clown gloves or something, but he's absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah, he's he's got that kind of aura around him. He he's he makes the, these amazing saves. At least we're not used to to keep it that make saves, but these amazing saves. Like the I think the Ram Fish and also the Mustafi Heather uh, in the beginning of the game and I think he just has some kind of aura around him he, he, is, he feels so much more massive than he is because he, he's just amazing it's just fantastic
0: it's beautiful isn't it to have him have him in our team the Pink Panther love him um, yes uh, so okay player with the year so you both go for Van Dyke. it's hard to disagree it's very hard but I'm gonna disagree because I'm gonna say the other player you mentioned Darren For me was was Mo Salah because I still think, honestly, he's up there with the very best players I've ever seen play for Liverpool. There are so many stats to back him up and his problem in terms of his reputation across Europe, I think, or in the world, or even amongst Liverpool fans, is that he makes everything look so damned easy. Today this pass is a beautiful example. That pass, you, you try that, you know, try and do it, recreate it in the park. Don't recreate it at home, um, but try and recreate it in the park. That is absolutely wonderful play and I think he's been consistently wonderful. He's a menace every time he gets on the field, it doesn't matter if you're Koulibaly, one of the best defenders in the world, doesn't matter who you are, he tears you apart. And uh, I think, you know, his reputation would be a lot higher, you know, a lot, uh, he'd be a lot, he would get the respect he deserves, I think, had he not been, you know, judo chopped down by, uh by, uh, by Ramos, the bastard, but I'm not going to talk about Ramos. Let's move on to your, let's talk about 2018. Uh, the goal of the year, um, I mean, I'm going to go with, with Divock Regi for its pure comedy and it's, it, it's sort of, my reaction to it, I, you know, it's, I, it's the highest I've squealed this year on the on the sort of scale, on the squeal scale. Um, and I think uh, Di Vincenzi's my choice for goal of the year. Do you have any any different ones, uh, Darren? For example, uh, well, Firmino's
2: goal today, second his second goal today for me, you know, was was a you know I have a soft spot for Firmino and and him scoring like he did today. I think you know is 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 there as uh, as one of my uh, favourite goals of the season um but i think i would i would defer to you and um and uh, and the fact that uh, Origi's goal was uh so important in the context of our our season you know we we were able to get a win you know pick up the points uh, it was against uh, everton and um, in in the you know in the in the dying seconds of the game, I think that uh, you know that probably does you know rank there as, as just just pips, Firmino and any 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 player bias I have. So yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. That was a that was a great a great goal.
0: Yeah, the context is important as well. It really sort of spurred us through this December incredible run that we've we've been we've been on since then, yeah would you is there is there another goal that you would choose, Linus? or are we agreed or is it unanimous for devovax?
1: well, I probably would go for Devo goal as well because of the entire circumstance and the yeah the the goal was just hilarious and created an entire meme picked for the with his t-rex arm, but yeah, because I don't want to be too boring and agree with you, I'm going to go for uh, of Chamberlain's goal against City in the Champions League last mm. year. And, no, not last year, but last last season because I think right. I think it was the second goal that game and it just came from out of nowhere for me. i uh, he got he got the ball kind of shot at him from I think it was Henderson and he just controls it beautifully and just hits it uh, perfect like it the shot is amazing and I just that I think that goal made me sort of believe that we could go past City, because most Liverpool fans uh, were pretty negative before before that game, and just that goal made me believe. That goal made me believe we could get past City. And another one I I love for me, you know, like most people know, and the second the goal he scored against City in the second leg, also I felt I thought that was strangely beautiful as well. He wins the ball back and just slotted home and that's that's like the goal that like, uh, makes sure we're through and it just that entire uh, first and second leg just exemplified to liverpool this year for me and ox goal really stood out to me during the during
0: the safety legs that's a good choice it's an excellent choice yeah you're right that did have a massive massive impact on us uh, on our belief again and uh, that's terrific um well, I mean, we've been talking for a long time. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I do have one final subject to talk about when, when we zoom out and we look at, you know, the year and we look at Liverpool and where we are. Um, Jurgen Klopp uh, is, he's not just a ray of sunshine. He's, he's a supernova that engulfs planets and lights up galaxies. Um, He's absolutely phenomenal at his job at managing football teams and, in a way, what we've seen this year uh, since Bouvac left is that, you know, the man who was apparently the brains of the operation is not the brains. And Jurgen Klopp is doing absolutely, terrifically well and uh, there's a whole, you know, this belief that's going through the whole supporters fan base um, I think it comes from the manager and I think he deserves the highest possible praise and even you know for saying things like you know how he's keeping his feet on the ground he's trying to keep the players feet on the ground and you know pushing us through this this uh, this difficult run of games with win after win I wouldn't swap him for anybody in the world uh Linus, talk. talk Talk to me about Klopp. I mean, you wouldn't swap him, would you? No,
1: the best manager of all time for me is Pep Guardiola, because I just, I think that. But no, Klopp. Klopp is is my favorite manager personally. I think the way his uh, charisma and just the way he is, is, is it makes him so likable. And the fact, the thing, the, what he's done with Liverpool is so ridiculous. I saw some uh, table shots from this point. Uh, seasons ago, I think the season Leicester won the league. We were eighth at this point. We had 59 points uh, at the end at the end of the season, and that's the season he took over. And from the the point we were, we were we were so bad. We were we were almost rock bottom. It was a couple of years after our title challenge, and it just didn't seem to go anywhere. The, the fact it's taken him only three seasons. To re- completely rebuild Liverpool, let, let people say he, but he hasn't won any trophies, right? After three years, he should be winning trophies. If you look at another of the best managers of all time, I hate myself for saying that, but Sir Alex Ferguson, he didn't have a, any trophies after his first three years, and it took him six years to win the league. So people uh, criticizing Klopp don't understand what he's done for this club and I'm I'm just in awe of his abilities and one more thing before we end I just wanted to say the, uh, the news about Ox possibly being back in the end of February just it, it that just gave me even more hope and happiness for this season.
0: Absolutely that's I mean that's beautiful it's beautiful news yeah we wish him all all the very best, and you know, it's it's it, you know the 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 cliche is that it's like a new signing, but it really is like a a new fifty million pound signing. And obviously, we have to give him time. Had some players, they have recurring injuries. We don't know if if his recovery will be smooth because uh, you know I've seen this in quite a few players who have had serious knee injuries. They, oof, it's difficult for them to get back to their previous levels. But you know. We'll be patient with him and, and we really, yeah, it, we can really benefit from that. But, uh, but yes, Jurgen Klopp, uh, Darren, um, uh, I mean, Linus is, is, is entirely right. It doesn't matter if we don't, you know, if for somehow we can try from this point to not win anything this season because the progress is just phenomenal, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think that's just, you know, it, it's kind of, it's undeniable, you know, the progress that we've made. And I think that one, you know, one of the things that um, is interesting to see is, is, you know, how he's learned his lessons season on season. You know, the, the what did we finish in his first, first season, is it about eighth or something like that? And, you know, and he's, he's, he's kind of, you know, he's, 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 he's taken us on and, you know, took us to, you know, a couple of European finals and, uh, you know, all, all, we haven't won anything. Uh, you would you would argue, but I think progress is um, is is undeniable. And I think that you know the thing that I do like about him. I mean, you know, all of his personality, his enthusiasm, you know, his uh, the entertainment factor that that goes with his post match interviews and pre match interviews and all of that kind of stuff. I think helps to you know to make him such a likable person. But I think that one of the things that I do like about him is his apparent astuteness in signing players. I mean, you know, he spent a few quid, but I think when you look at the signings he's made, he's made more uh, right choices than wrong choices. You know, I think when you look at uh, Wijnaldum, you know, I think you look at that and you think, OK, Wijnaldum was a good player for Newcastle, but was he a Liverpool player? And I think we're starting to see that now. I think Salah, you know, uh, I didn't really appreciate how good he was going to be for us. And I'm not sure anybody else would have done either. You know, but he was playing well for Roma. He hadn't really played well for Chelsea. And when he came, you kind of think, you know, is he is he going to cut it in the Premier League? And his his, you know, his contribution has been astounding. Robertson, you know, who knew? you know, how well Robertson would have done. Oxlade-Chamberlain, again, you know, I liked him at Arsenal, but, you know, he was brilliant for us once he settled in. Van Dijk, you know, uh, and, and Shakiri, Alison Becker, you know, you look, at, you look at the players that he signed who, have, who are now really, you know, uh, starting to make such massive differences and um, they're all his signings.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you're absolutely right. Yeah, he's got a he's got an amazing eye, uh, for the transfer market. And, you know, you gotta you gotta thank the transfer team as well. Apparently they were the ones who insisted on Salah, but uh, yes, it's Klopp who always has the final word and you know, he's he's clearly got a, got an amazing talent for identifying players. Um yeah. So uh you know, I mean it's uh the net spend, the old net spend, is uh, way under what Mourinho did, for example. Um, Mourinho, who was still in a job when we recorded episode 19. And uh, I think Klopp is, uh, I don't know, I just really hope he stays for longer than his contract, even at this point. Uh, that his seven-year contract that he signed a couple of seasons ago. But um, there's so much to be happy about thank you so much, gentlemen. We're we're top of the league. You said we got fifty nine points that that season when he took over. We're already on fifty four. Uh, things are absolutely nuts. That game today five one uh, means that our goal difference now is plus forty. And Manchester Cities, who were you know being lauded as. Almost demigods at the start of the season. They're only on th- plus thirty six, so we're plus. <laughs> we've, we're we're ahead of them on on everything. I can't wait for Thursday. Um, are we going to win, Darren? Are we going to beat them on Thursday away at the Etihad, or is is Maris going to sky another penalty? What's going to happen?
2: Uh, I think it will be a draw. I think it will be. I think it will be a stalemate. Uh, uh, I don't think we'll lose. I definitely don't think we'll lose. I, I can't see us losing, but um, neither can I see us winning. I think that um, you know we we will probably come up with uh, you know a a dull 0-0 or a, a 1-1. I think that uh, post new year matches are traditionally and in my experience always pretty dull affairs. And so I imagine that uh, it will be a, a low scoring Fixture list, and I think we will
1: contribute
0: to that. Well, yeah, I would take that. I would take that. What about you, Linus? What do you think is going to happen?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think, like I said before, I think if, if there's any game I could see us losing this season, it would be Man City away, because they're so good, but you look at them uh, without Fernandinho, and I don't think Fernandinho will be back on Thursday. I think... He might,
0: actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, he might. Yeah, but they is they their mentality must be shattered because last season they they were demigods. They weren't they, people couldn't beat them, and now they've lost two games in a row against Leicester and Crystal Palace. They lost against Palace at home, so it just I can't see I can't see us losing the game, but I still can't see us not getting results because I don't I think we're the best team in the league right now. I don't think City are as good as us right now. I think. They're struggling, not running away with the league. I think they're not used. They they are struggling when they're put they're put under pressure both in the league in a a bigs and during the games. And I think if we can if we if we play like we did maybe today or in other games and actually go at them, I think we could get the win. But it's also more risky. So maybe we will do what uh, Guardiola did. uh, uh, at Anfield and just try to get the draw, but I think a draw would be a perfect result. They don't get three yeah. points, and we we're still c- uh, levels ahead of them in the league. Yeah, we don't we don't
2: concede any ground, do we? I think I think a draw would be a reasonable result.
0: I don't know. I think I think we're going to win. I think I don't think we're going to go there for a draw. I don't think it will be a draw. I think Liverpool are going to win just two one. Although I wouldn't be surprised if City beat us. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't think it's the end of the world if they did anyway, uh, because then we'd only be four points ahead of them. And to say that, going into January is absolutely wonderful. I want to thank you gentlemen for for joining me today for this episode of Cop On. Thank you very much. and. Uh, have a have a great new year. What are you doing for New Year's Eve, Darren?
2: It's to be decided. We normally go into okay. town and um, and uh, enjoy ourselves uh, in Manchester.
0: Oh, it's a good idea. What about you, Lena? i
1: spend it with my family just eating and eating and maybe playing a few games,
0: but nothing nothing special. Very good idea. Yeah, I will be Yeah, me I'm going to be in the at a friend's house. Uh, in the suburbs uh, of Paris. We're going to go there and, yeah, exactly, just hang out, play some music, have a nice sing-along, and uh, I might I might crack out the Virgil van Dyke song um, because, uh, I mean, no-one will get it, but I'll, I'll be happy. Uh, anyway, thanks very much, gentlemen. Have a great evening. Happy New Year to you, and Happy New Year to all of our listeners as well. So bucket loads of lovely thanks to... Darren and Linus, that's pretty much all we've got time for. Just those contact details again, coponpodcast at gmail.com, patreon.com forward slash coponpodcast, or follow us on Twitter at coponpodcast. Uh, My name's Owen. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And I'll just leave you with this one if I can get it right. It's quite difficult to do this, this kind of riddle. It's quite easy to work out uh, that it? Feels like there should be a few more W's in there, doesn't it? Anyway, have a great day, whoever you are, wherever
2: you are.